this is going to be a different episode, another short, quick one, I think. I'm here with Ian. Howdy. Sorry. And... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Apparently he says howdy now. No, I'm just kidding. A lot's changed since I've last been on our cowboy hats. <laughs> yeah. He's in a full get up right now. Oh, full cowboy regalia. Full giddy up, you might yeah. say. <laughs> Ooh, I like I like that. Thank you. We just haven't talked in a minute on the show about just what you've been watching. You've been watching a lot of cool stuff, so we're gonna do a quick episode to talk about that. So what have you been watching? Oof, man. Yeah, it's been a minute since we last talked. So I did. I have watched a lot of movies, and I guess I'll start with the most recent. And this was last night. This is a five star movie. It's five stars in a heart. That's Ooh. what I gave this one, and that is 1957's Twelve Angry Men, yeah. directed by Sidney Lumet. <clears throat> is it Lumet? Lemay? Lemay probably, song? but I'm, it's probably Lemay. <laughs> Either way, I feel stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you say it, you have to have like your pinky out or something. <laughs> well, like, what are you supposed to say about a classic? You know what it's I mean? So, yeah. It's like, I've never, it, I feel like it's a, it's a cliche to be like, I love, I love movies about like rooms of, uh, like just like men talking in rooms. Right? Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. that's like something that people, will say or have said in the past and i'm right there with them yeah this is a movie about 12 men trying to figure out basically a murder case which way yeah. they stand and it's extremely compelling the acting is superb these are all like grade a character actors that you've seen in so many other things mm. especially um uh henry fonda you know he's yeah. like the star of the show and uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. I don't know if you haven't seen it. It's truly one of probably the best movies ever. Yeah. yeah again, Sidney Lumet. I've seen only um, I've seen now this I've seen Dog Day Afternoon. And the most recent one was The Verdict, which is also an amazing, amazing late period Paul Newman movie. Yeah, I need to watch The Verdict. Yeah, The Verdict is fantastic. So he's just he's amazing. And I'm looking at all his movies he's done he's directed it says 57 films that's crazy like this guy went to work <laughs> so i'm gonna have to watch all of them because once again i'm just like floored i was floored the writing's fantastic yeah they do a lot of those like really good like push-in shots of like facial exp- like when they're like you know like uh, you know when they're like sweating or like you can see like the nervous takes <laughs> yeah. on each face it's really good extremely uncomplicated like it's like uncomplicated filmmaking you know what i mean it's like very one room that's it so uh yeah that's yeah dude and just like i always get anxiety when i think about that movie because i'm like man it's just 12 guys one room like you said but like as a director figuring out how to shoot that in a way where it doesn't get boring sure exactly compelling and it never feels you never feel um, bored of the room or like the setting. It's very yeah. you're like the it never feels like you're 
I don't know. It just keeps the it keeps moving, and it's very interesting visually still. Well, no, it's just it's hard to explain. I guess from someone who has no um, filmmaking background, you know what I mean? Like you see yeah. it, and you're like, okay, it's just as we've said before, uh, men in a room talking. But the way it's shot, so like cinematic. There's like obviously it's a movie, but anyway, I don't know. No, I need to stop talking. <laughs> Already, no, I agree. Like to me, it's one I always watch. Because I think, in my opinion, in filmmaking, there's like kind of the biggest flex is being able to make a compelling movie with very little like cheating and not even cheating. Yeah. But like, because if you go to like, like, let's say like the later Mission Impossible movies, like you have amazing stunts, you're going to right. these amazing locations, you're like Tom Cruise, who's willing to do anything and is like one of the biggest stars. And I love those movies, but they're mm. like it makes sense they're they they do all the tricks so to make a fun act. yes and they're they're using right. all the locations they can mm. and like shooting on location but like being able to make a movie in one location with like a limited amount of people mm. and still make it interesting and keep up this the tension and suspense and build yes. without again switching locations and introducing a gun that you know adds to, you know kind of like yeah. michael scott always pulling out a gun in his improv class like yeah that's the easiest way to build tension so like <laughs> right think about this what is the most exciting thing that can happen on tv or in movies or in real life somebody has a gun that's why i always start with a gun because you can't top it you just can't but they managed to to do it all with none of the things that help you do those things. It's all in camera and performance and how you're shooting this the same room over and right. over. Cause like Like how do you use the space? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Right. You feel you feel like no one's gonna want to watch this for three minutes, you know, let right. alone an hour and a half. That's another thing. This is a 97-minute movie. So tight, no frills. Yeah. Like that's another thing. It's just like it's not overblowed overblown black and white too not black even and white. color yeah and i think the black and white helps too again again when you see like like the room like the setting uh in the movie starts to get hot right like the the fan doesn't work everyone's sweating there's a lot of tension so when it's black and white you can really see like the beads of sweat on every guy you can see the pit stains like it just again makes it so like visceral yeah it's yeah really really great another thing i love about that movie this is just like a great movie if you like movies because it's mm. just i don't know and and it's a lot of people a lot of like good talented filmmakers consider it one of their favorites right the very beginning of the movie is like i think one of the only scenes where you're not in the jurors debate mm -hmm. room and you see the kid who's on trial it's a mm -hmm. young kid he looks to be of mixed ethnicity of it's a kind of not clear but you see him for one shot before they go into the deliberation room. So you get a exactly right. Yeah. Go and ahead. it's Sorry. like, you never, no, no, it's okay. You never get to see his face again while they're talking about him. So like at first you're like, kind of like, okay, there's the kid got it. And then the whole movie, they're talking about this kid and your impression of him is built on this one shot. And so everything they're saying, you're connecting to, and this. they linger. So, yeah. They linger for a long time. They fade out on, on his face. And he has like these big, like soulful eyes. Like you can just see like you basically you can see his life flashing before his eyes. Yeah. And it just like kind of slowly fades out into the room. Yeah. Amazing. You're kind of like the jurors where you don't get to like look at him again. So you're 
basically the the face that you see in your memory changes throughout the movie as these people right. are framing this guy in a certain way and so you're kind of like it's giving you a blank slate to build your own impression of the kid on as these guys make their cases as to why he's guilty or innocent right puts you kind of in the in the shoes of the characters i i thought because I kept trying to remember what he looked like. So I was pulling on that one image we got of him yeah. throughout the whole movie of them in the deliberation room. And I was like, did, what did he look like? Like, oh, man, was he kind of creepy or was he innocent looking, you know? Right. It just merely makes you think of, like, jur- juries now. Just, like, how they, like, view... Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like the movie did a good job of having a... Uh, like almost like a caricature of like what a, every jury member would be. Like there's the one guy who wants to leave early because he has things to do. Yeah. There's the guy who's like pretty problematic and is kind of like, you know, <laughs> little pre- prejudice probably. Yeah. There's the guy that opinion. wants to like bring swift justice. Like, even <laughs> yeah. though it's like, cause he has like, like he's able to. Right. Yeah. It was really, I really enjoyed it. I really, yeah. Again. Yeah. That's really a good, good one. Not yeah. a, that's, that's a fun one. Anything you want to? Yeah, this is not as cool as yours, <laughs> but I watched. Well, OK, I'll start with what I watched most recently. I'll probably talk about it on this week's episode still, but nice. I watched Grey Gardens, the documentary. Oh, I saw you. Yeah. Post the Have club. you seen it? Have you ever watched it? I know of it. Um, I actually saw the documentary now. The little monkey. Yeah. So, and I, I think I've read the Wikipedia page because I'm like, what, what is this? So yeah, yeah. Well, tell me more, please. I, I, I just, I've seen bits of that episode from Documentary Now, but I didn't watch like the whole thing and I didn't have any, basically I went into this like fairly blind and mm. without knowing, it's just a really cool, interesting movie and it doesn't give you a ton of context for who these people are. They do right. show you, there's not a lot of narration. I don't think there's any narration actually. Mm. The, the only kind of narration you get is at the beginning of the movie, they show you some articles about these ladies that give a little bit of backstory, but you're seeing it through like the news article. What are you going to say? Is this a documentary? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's really fascinating because it kind of just drops you into this story where, you know, these ladies are kind of like rich. They're kind of like notorious for being, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but they're like socialites or like, like former socialites who have now kind of fallen into just being like uh, outsiders, I guess. And they, okay. so basically, you know that these are ladies are living, their house has been condemned and they've had to like fight I, to keep their house because okay, it's yeah. so disgusting. And there's like fleas and there was like, I feel like I've problems. seen the screenshots I've seen of the movie or like in like of the infrastructure of the house. And it's truly disturbing in that way. And I feel it, bad because I don't want to make fun of these people because sure. I really liked them, but it's, you could, um, it's fine but it's just it's just how they introduce the movie it's not even my opinion they just tell you that this has been condemned they had to fight to keep the house they're they're related to the kennedys which is really fascinating so they're like connected to royalty so these are like people who are part of like or were part of like a special like kind of upper class some higher yeah right and like so so then you're just dropped in and you're like okay what's going on here and again, I didn't have a lot of context, which I think was a fun way to watch it. And so I'm ruining it for everybody who's going to listen to this without watching it now. <laughs> like you're like, oh, these are people with mental like health unhinged. problems. Okay. Is it a yeah. mother and daughter? 
Yeah. They're related. Okay. Right. Yeah. The the daughter is like 55. The mom is uh, turning 79 this oh, good uh, at the time of filming. And I, I won't go beat by beat, but it's just a, a really fascinating movie. And it's really funny, but the, also extremely sad and heartbreaking. Right. And you kind of slowly realize this is like a tragedy. It's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. I'm not sure where I'm going with it now, but it was a fascinating movie. And I would recommend everybody watch it. Just like it was really like a fever dream. Like I was like, what right. in the world? Is it like a? Is it filmed? Like how? How much time is it filmed over? Is it like a day? Is it like a year? I, they don't really give you a ton of context. Like there's hmm. even one line in the movie where she's uh, the daughter. So they're both named Edith too. So there's old Edie oh, and young Edie. It's it's really and fascinating. But she, young Edie is laying on the beach and she's like. I don't even have a clock. I don't know what time it is any time. I don't know what, what's going on. Hmm. And so I think the movie kind of tries to keep you in that. And there's no clocks in the house right. in that mindset where it's just kind of like it's just stuck happening. in time. Yeah, it's, right. it's a dream. It really right. is like just like a dream. Like it felt like a David Lynch movie kind of. Interesting. I have to watch it. I am. I am very interested. How did you watch it? Did you rent it somewhere? It's on Max, I believe. Oh, Good. And so yeah. I just I watched another documentary before that, David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived, which is about the uh, uh the stunt man for Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh. Got... <laughs> it's about Harry Potter's stunt man who oh, I on did the see this. Yeah. seventh film was um He's injured paralyzed. in a yeah. stunt, yeah, and was paralyzed. And just Crazy. kind of about his life dealing with that, which was a really sad um but inspiring and sweet movie cool. and i was just feeling like another documentary and great gardens i always see images from and i've always just been like what is this movie? yeah did you watch it with becca yeah what'd she say she liked it a lot she had a lot more i think she'd seen the movie she was like super familiar with the documentary now episode right and um gilmore girls becca's a huge gilmore girls fan yeah. apparently they talk about it a lot on gilmore girls so oh she interesting had a, a bit more context so she was kind of like laughing kind of the mother daughter dynamic is a little gray garden probably yeah probably yeah i wonder if that's where how it comes up that kind of makes sense mom's daughter living in a house fighting all the time wow okay hopefully i didn't say too much about it but it's a really i feel like it's movie you can't say too like you know what i mean (laughs) it kind of feels like you get dropped in and that's it there's no spoilers or it really was just like Alice in Wonderland where I was like what am I doing in this house and right like I don't know if you've had those experiences in real life where you just like end up somewhere where you're like wait a minute like what am I doing here and who are these people thankfully I haven't <laughs> <laughs> happy to report no <laughs> I have and it, it hit Literally. that scratch that itch hey early 20s man just go do things. It's a wild but, ride. Um, yeah, this is the cool. Grey Gardens period of your life. <laughs> the White Gardens. That's my last name. Ooh, that's right. Yeah. That was a fun one. And I, uh, you know, I wish I thought of how to talk about it better, but I just watched it last night. I don't think, I, I feel like those types of movies, especially like the open-ended documentaries, like what are you supposed to say? Especially if there's not like a narrative thread through yeah. it, you know? Yeah, no. And it just... I also will say too, just to wrap it up, I really love that there's no narration. I think modern documentaries right. have too much of the filmmaker talking. I would like to, I would like to watch a documentary about the making of Grey Gardens. That would be kind of interesting. 
so on Max, there's two other Grey Garden things. They actually made a series called Grey Gardens with Drew what? Barrymore playing young Edith. And I can't remember who's what? playing the mom. I have no idea. I think they're younger. So it's showing kind of before they went into full. <laughs> it's the prequel. <laughs> what? Like, actually. You're right. And there's another documentary called Grey Gardens, the com- something, which I I just needed to ruminate on the, the the original documentary before i watch more like i don't even want to know too much about them right yet until i because it really is an, an incredible experience watching it yeah it was a uh, 2009 uh film with drew barrymore and jessica lang who yeah, plays the yeah. older edith interesting i gotta watch this i have to watch this um okay if i can piggyback off that yeah because i also watched kind of a like a pseudo documentary and this is my last trip to the movie theaters i watched renaissance a film by beyonce oh man oh boy in theaters too in theaters nice um so let me preface this by saying i like beyonce i think she's an amazing artist i appreciate what she does for the culture but i feel like whenever like if I listen to her, like I'm never excited, I guess. But here's the thing. Whenever like, OK, for instance, for our first uh, year, uh, our first wedding anniversary, Alexandra and I saw Beyonce in Seattle. Nice. And I was like, I was like, OK, cool. Let's go. That'd be great. I wasn't overly excited, but, you know, it's a concert. It's great. Um, it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. It was incredible. Nice. Right. And then after that she releases homecoming on netflix and it's the coachella performance and alex is like we have to watch this blah 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 and i'm like yeah okay great all right i'm not very excited i watch it i'm blown away i'm like this is incredible and then again here we go you think you would have learned we have to see renaissance in theaters i'm like okay fine we have to drive 30 minutes south because it's no longer playing in seattle i'm like okay let's go Caleb, it was incredible. It was truly yeah. one of, look, this is like the year you had the Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie. And right. You had this, this is from what I've from what I've heard. This is or from what I've seen. This is more documentary mixed with her tour with the Renaissance tour. Okay. The Eras movie is just tour flat out. So this one has a lot more kind of like weaving in narrative of how she got to this to this tour like what she put herself through in terms of like like for example uh she like i think she broke her knee or something previous to this crazy she got it like so it aggravated and you see all this footage of her basically doing rehab it and it's crazy like they were saying how like uh it took her like less time to finish rehab in order to do the tour than it would for like a normal person and you see it you see all the work she puts through the editing of so it gets so these little like interstitial like little like docu parts are mixed in with the actual you'll see like songs being played out. Caleb, the editing of this movie, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen because it's mm. a, you see the basically the entire tour and you see all their outfit changes like during a song. It'll cut and you'll see like five different outfits in like five seconds. It's amazing. Cool. It was truly like breathtaking i was looking because i was like who edited this movie there was like 10 people that worked on it just editing it 
really good. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the new album. It's very good. It's like perfect for like a stadium tour. They're like very cool, almost like club, like 80s club music. That's kind of mm-hmm. like the vibe. But incredible. Once again, I, I've doubted, I doubted Beyonce and I have egg <laughs> on my face. Truly one of the best, best movie going experiences. And there's only like probably hand handful of people in the theater, but everyone was having a blast. It was so cool. good. Um, people dance people get up and move you know there was some foot tapping i didn't see anyone yeah. get out of their seats if this was like week one of it coming out in theaters i'm sure people would be on the downs floor like yeah. no problem but yeah i would say if you haven't watched it i would say rent it because it's true even if you're like a beyonce skeptic it's so fun it's like it, it. it actually is like really 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 good that's fun i i really liked beyonce but i've never gotten fully into her music or right you know what i mean i'm just like yeah she's awesome but right i've never so no i'm the same yeah i'm in the same boat but here we are is jay-z in the documentary he is but he kind of takes like it's very he's like very much the cheerleader throughout the movie like so there's like little parts where he's like talking dude there's this one part in the movie so they have a daughter right okay their older daughter blue ivy who she's probably i want to say she's like in her teens now whoa yeah crazy crazy remember her being born she she like begs her mom she's like i want to be part of the show like i want to dance blah blah blah. and you see her perform and it's truly like it's like tear jerking like because you see like the lead up of you actually seeing her perform on this like huge stage in front of like like forty thousand people right and you see this like 13 year old girl like basically going through all this like dance training you like cheered on by these like fellow dancers by like beyonce's like really good backup dancers Mm -hmm. it was just like it was truly incredible and uh yeah really does she get to perform yeah you get to see it it's like she's on like you're like the tour yeah she's like she performs and it's just like that's so beautiful and insane to be the daughter of two of the most famous people on (laughs) earth i was gonna say uh, trying the older i get the more stuff like that like a 13 year old going in front of a humongous audience and yeah doing things is incredible it was like fearless like it was was like i'm like i'm i was stunned you know i couldn't do it no no way did you see the taylor swift tour no because i don't really care about taylor swift i'm kind of i'm out i'm out i mean i I never was in yeah i'm just i did you did you end up seeing it no oh yeah i just wondered if you uh could compare them because those two those yeah just from huge. what i've heard yeah i think the the eras tour was mostly just like hey you didn't go to this tour well here you go you can basically watch it so, got it yeah or this was much more yeah it's cool and i i love too how beyonce has become made a mark in like filmmaking too because she has had a few very significant projects i mean and you can you can see that because i think she did like all the lemonade videos i think she had a hand in i think i don't know if she directed homecoming i could check but yeah you could see like she like she is a visual artist as well as like everything else so you can see like she had an artistic hand throughout the whole process of this movie and it's just like like you can see that she has an eye for detail obviously but it was it was like very impressive on just on that too just like being able to see like wow like this person uh can kind of do it all pretty pretty crazy yeah that's cool yeah beyonce don't doubt don't her. doubt her do not doubt her <laughs> another one i watched that was really interesting and i really enjoyed and i was surprised this mm. um 
how good it was. Hackers. Hackers. From 1995. This is Jolie. Yeah, Angelina Jolie is yeah. in it. The lead guy is Johnny Lee Miller, who uh, plays Sherlock on a CBS show now. But I think he's in some he's in train oil movies yeah okay yeah. he is right yeah that's what i thought and this is like a very early view of computers and hacking culture and yeah. it's very fascinating to watch now now that we're in the age of computers and uh coders how far and, we've come <laughs> yeah and this was a honestly i put it on because it sounded kind of funny and I thought it'd be like a very, you know, dated look at things and it'd be mm -hmm. like, oh, let's see what actually happened versus what they thought. And there is a lot of fun stuff like that. Like the way they represent how computers work is hilarious and everything's very like visual. Like, was it very much like entering the internet? Yeah. Like Tron? yeah. <laughs> yes, literally. Exactly. I was going to say, remind me of Tron a lot. Like they're looking for hackers in their system, the corporate guys. And it's literally like a city of files that they're like flying through. And all the coders are like super cool and like yeah. sexy. Everyone's wearing like, like leather. Flying a plane. Yes. How come, how come we didn't do that? I don't Why didn't I, I was going to say this is, <laughs> I wish this was the internet future we, we got. It's kind of, frankly, it's bullshit. I feel like everything like, how come we didn't get cool like light cycles and like skyscrapers <laughs> made out of data this is crazy like vr computers yeah. where I'm, like catching they're like literally like flying planes to catch each other that's so johnny cool. lee miller and angelina jolie are you know the rebel underground coders who are just you know and, and they're it's like this coder culture where they all hang out in like a nightclub together and they all like skateboard and talk about coding and play video games on big, huge simulation things. And they're like all badass and angsty. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Lillard's in this. I'm looking at the cast right now and everyone has, it, it's their character name. And then in quotes, they're like, I'm guessing it's their hacker name. And these are yes. probably some of the best. I would like you to read them out at some point because these are crazy. Read, read them if you got okay. them right there. Go Sorry. For it. No, okay, no, so we'll starting with Matthew Lillard since you just mentioned him. So his character name is Emmanuel Goldstein. What? And then his hacker name is Serial Killer, but serial as in the breakfast cereal. Really good. Yeah. Johnny Lee Miller is Crash Override, which yeah. is pretty good. Angelina Jolie is Acid Burn, which I actually like. There's an actor named Renoli Santiago, who's uh, is Phantom Freak. And then Fisher He's Stevens awesome. is in this movie. And his is The Plague. Oh, these are all like very like Y2, or I guess like, yeah, like very 90s. Like, yeah, these, these yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. It, it's very much like. Uh, I was going to say Y2K, the... but it's 95. So I don't know if that counts. I don't know, but it's very, it's very like Matrix. Like it reminded me a lot of the Matrix actually. And just like. And this is after the, this is before the Matrix. So the Matrix. Before the Matrix. Yeah. I feel like it did have some inf influence sure. to some degree. Right. It was just awesome. And it was just fun. And it was like, there was just like a certain flavor of like 90s movie where it was just like about like a. A, a niche group of like outsiders the 90s were crazy about that it was always about like the outsiders like right? getting one over yeah, over the man yeah. it's crazy and just trying to fly under the radar and like you know and do hack. their own thing and, hack. and so i i loved it and it, it was actually good though like the acting is really 
good. It's a little corny, but it, it's it's. A, you awesome. hesitate on good. You're like, <laughs> well, it, it is like it, it's all in a very like cheesy. It's all framed in a very like cheesy, interesting yeah. kind of like cartoony world, especially now it feels that way. But the, but it is like the storyline. I, I put it on because I thought it'd be kind of funny and fun, but mm. I was actually really interested. You're entranced to know what was yeah. yeah I was invested in the story and I wanted to see what happened and Angelina Jolie young Angelina Jolie was really fun she was very charismatic and she looks good in this she has like a almost like a little uh, bob little pixie haircut she looked good she, dude she looks I could not help but see Amanda Bynes and she's the man interesting yeah this picture that they show the haircut and her face it's very Amanda Bynes yeah very similar faces like the cheeks and uh, the eyes with that haircut man I was like wow Amanda Bynes is a really similar looking to Angelina Jolie actually never would have thought that I want to give a shout out to Jesse Bradford who who is in this movie he plays a character named Joey Pardella is that and he was probably my first like man crush. Uh. He was in a movie called Clock Stoppers. And he was also my like a big influence on what I wanted to be in high school in the movie Bring It On, where he was like the cool he was the cool brother of Elijah Dushku's yes. character. And he like listened to the clash and he had like a chain wallet and he skateboarded. And I was like, I want to be Jesse or what's his name? Cliff Pentone. And bring it on anyway bring it on another one with like an outside clicky group who's like yes. very much they're kind of very similar actually yeah so i just want to give a shout out to jesse bradford hope you're doing good dude and he's he's very young in this and he's awesome like good. this i've always liked him but I never like he's never been like the main guy and he's not in this either but he was really good in this he's like the young guy who wants to be part of the hackers club oh, yeah and he's like a drinks too much coffee and smokes a bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> so he's always kind of like jittery, but he's very charming. It's a and good fun energy too. He is. He, he was good. He has a Freddie Prince jr. Um, mm. kind of looked about him too. Who kind of, also yeah, was, I see a, that. you know, these are like forgotten stars. Like these could have been like our Brad Pitts. I was going to say he really could have, and maybe he still can not trying to say your career is over. Right. Jesse. He's yeah. He's only like 45. Come on. Extremely Let's charming. Put him something in. Put him in something. Romeo plus Juliet he was in. I don't remember. That's a movie I need to see again. I want to watch a bunch of Boz Lerman's movies. The last movie I saw before I moved to Seattle was The Great Gatsby. Mm, did you like Great it? Gatsby. I think so. I mean, it's kind yeah. of, you know, it's it's fun. Boz Lerman's too much for me. Yeah, he's a psycho, but <laughs> I, I you know, extra. I feel like The Great Gatsby and Romeo and Juliet kind of fit. I guess all, like... Did he do Moulin Rouge? He did Elvis. I guess yeah, like he likes yeah. his, you know, flashy. Um, Australia. That's right. That's Which, right. did you know that got re-released I as a miniseries as a recently? TV show on Hulu. Watered I'm just like, huh? something. <laughs> so weird. Because we, we re-watched or watched Australia recently. Australia is pretty cool, actually. If you do a Boz one, you should watch that, too. Okay. Good to know. That was like a personal movie for him, too, because he loves Australia. Because he's... <laughs> Because he's from Australia. Yeah. That's like us making a movie about Glendora. It's oh, personal. God. It's personal. Okay. I want to talk about a movie that I saw recently. Yeah. That I really, really liked. I want to hear it. And it's a new release. It's a okay. 2023 movie. Mm. It's Alexander Payne's The Holdovers. It's a movie that 
Andy said, I think, did he say it was his favorite movie of the year? Really fast. I have to shout out Andy because he also watched Hackers and liked it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Holdovers, maybe. I know it was one of his favorites. I think, yeah. Because I think Angelo also really liked it, if I remember. I mean, it's it's really, really good. I don't really know what else to say. Um, you got Paul Giamatti. This kid, Dominic Sessa, this is his first movie. He got cast out of like 800 other people. And he's fantastic. Divine Joy Randolph is in this movie. She's fantastic. If you've ever seen Murders in the Building, the Hulu show, she's in that and she's uh, oh, she's yeah, fantastic. Dude. Yeah, she's awesome. She's also really funny in um, The Lost City, a movie I didn't really like. But yeah, it's basically it's it's a. Uh, it's like one of those movies that makes you feel nostalgic for a time period you have no nostalgia towards. It's Massachusetts in 1970. It's Christmas time. It's so beautifully shot. Let me look at the cinematographer really quick. Give me one second. Give me one second. Give me one second. His name is Elgil Burled. Never heard Burled. of him. Mm, yeah, he, he did in Bruges. I love that movie. Oh, that's a gorgeous movie too. But yeah, I don't know. If you haven't seen this movie, I would say it's you know it feels easy to say it's like one of those like pulls at your heartstrings, you know, type of movie. It's like a feel yeah. good with some very, very like not depressing, but like uh heavy. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, I don't it's hard to explain. I don't know. <laughs> This is not doing it justice. I just really like this movie. I don't know. Like I thought everyone performed really well. Paul Giamatti is like fantastic. I thought he was so good in this movie. Him and the kid, Dominic Sessa, have a beautiful chemistry. And there's a couple scenes with like some. So basically the movie takes place at this boarding school. And Paul Giamatti is one of the teachers. And basically it's a movie about all these people that aren't able to go home for the holidays and they're called the holdovers. So they stay at this boarding school for the holiday. And it's basically just this very intimate movie. And yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I want you to see it. Is this really the first movie he's made? Alexander Payne has made since downsizing. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. That's crazy. I know. I haven't seen that, I but it'd been something else. I mean, I've been on Alexander Payne kick. I've watched Election recently. About Schmidt was fantastic. Love About Schmidt. I love Election's I, great. I feel like I'm the only person that likes The Descendants, the George Clooney Hawaii movie. That used to. You like that movie? I love it. I love that I saw movie. It in theaters, and it yeah. was. Inc- I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think like for a time that was like my favorite movie. Again, this movie's being touted for like Oscars and everything, and I can see yeah. why. I feel like some people are like kind of whatever on it but it worked for me i don't know i I feel like he always gets um crossed over in my head just like with his um aesthetic and like vibe is noah bombach yeah i could see that this movie kind of remind me kind of like early wes anderson like bottle Mm. rocket like less of like the new stuff like the little toy house aesthetic but like there's like a lot of like beautiful wide shots of just like snowy buildings and i'm like yeah i love this yeah it's beautiful there's like a scene of dominic Sessa's character and he's just like wandering the school at night and it's just like i don't know there's like something about it and you're like god like i don't know it's just i loved it i loved it i absolutely adored this movie your description kind of reminded me of harry potter actually because that's like a big thing in the harry potter 
books. I was going to say, it's like very, I was going to say, it's like American Harry Potter a little bit. <laughs> okay, cool. Then I'm in, dude. That's there's like no, one of my favorite parts of Harry Potter too, is just him like hanging out at school and there's no like wizard chess. There's no, there's no sorting hats. There's more like, <laughs> oh. yeah, there's more like, uh, I don't know, teen douchebaggery. Which is like winter at like a boarding school has gives that already creates like a feeling a vibe. There's something very romantic about a boarding school. Cozy. Uh, and yeah. Maybe a little like, I don't know, foreign, but I, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. There's a couple scenes where they go into the city of Boston and the, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. It's great. I would recommend watching Downsizing if you're on an Alexander Payne kick too. It's actually pretty, I watched it just recently, just kind of randomly, but it's actually pretty, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I remember it got really mixed reviews when it came out. I was going to say a lot of people are down on that. Downsized. Of the downsized. I need, still need to see Nebraska there. too. That's like the last that and Downsizing I haven't seen. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if my holdovers, I wasn't able to capture my feelings through words on the holdovers but i just i wanted i can't express how much i enjoyed this movie so that's that's all i have to say thank you for thank you to andy for i think i sent you guys like a list of movies i had like four days before i was going to california and i was home alone and i was like what movies do i see and andy (laughs) was like you have to see the holdovers (laughs) and i chose not to see the holdovers (laughs) so i apologize to andy in advance Andy was right all along he was right i wish i did see this in the movie theater but nevertheless saw it yeah alexander payne's great usually very like uplifting even even though it's not like it's like uplift like trying to be yeah there's like it's there's how do you i don't know how to describe it it's almost like it feels like a light at the end of the tunnel kind of like yeah hope in the darkness well to switch gears a little bit here what do you got you watch hellraiser <laughs> no <laughs> i'll um come to 2023 with you okay I don't have a lot to say about this one, but I just wanted to comment on it. I watched yes. Fast X, the latest oh my of the God. Fast and the Furious films. We've talked about these on the show. This was awesome. Oh. I really loved it. These are just crazy movies and they're fun. And yeah. I appreciate how into their own world they've gotten and how much they've just embraced. They truly created a universe. Yeah. And, and it's just like so self-referential and there's just like, even having like watched most of these at this point, mm. I still don't think I've seen all of them. I'm still just like, they're like, they reference so many like minute story details from right. previous movies that it just, I really enjoy being like lost in this story and like having to like, be like, Oh yeah, Michelle Rodriguez was killed at one point and then came back as a bad person, but she was brainwashed. So she was actually good. Do you, do you, do you feel <sighs> So you 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 said that you haven't watched most of or at least a few of them. Do you feel yeah. lost in the storytelling or do because it's so self-referential you feel kind of you feel safe in the hands of Fast X. You're like, "Okay, uh, like whatever happens happens," you know? Yeah, basically, and I just uh, trust what they're telling me You basically. trust the filmmaker. <laughs> you trust like they'll just be like Diesel. like John Cena's in it and he's yeah. just hanging out with uh dom toretto vin diesel's kid the whole movie he's kind of babysitting him and also oh, john cena is like kid. the best part exactly best part of the movie he was right. hilarious in it and and i'm just like 
they keep talking about this history and John Cena keeps talking about Vin Diesel, his character and how they mm. had these things. I'm like, I don't even remember Vin Johnson but, being hey, in these movies. But hey, I didn't know he was in this series up until this point. Who cares? Because the cars go fast. Yeah. And it's fun. And, um, and yeah, it's just a good time. And, and just the action is insane in this one. I know that's the point, but it right. really is just like, where he's like, Oh yeah, this is awesome. Kind of like, kind of like a, a, a nice foil or like um companion in this time and era to mission impossible. Yeah. 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 I've heard that where they're just like, you know what we're doing Full our throttle. thing at this point. Yeah. Like we're going to go for it now. So I'm, how do you feel about the recent news that the new fast and furious movie will be kind of a back to basics? Oh, cool. That's what I, that's what I read. Is it t- fast? Like 11 one? Like, the- uh, I don't know. I just, I just read that they're kind of, they're taking a step back. They're like, let's, let's go back to our, the heritage. Let's go back to our a roots. Car, a real car. Movie. <laughs> let's just race cars. Yeah. That's cool. I'm into it. You I are. mean, I wonder yeah, I mean, are they going to recast? Are they going to like start building up a new? No, team? I don't think so. I think it's the same thing, but maybe they're just going to tone it down a little bit. Again, I think I said I was listening to our last episode. I'm not a. I'm only a headline guy. You ask. You ask for any more details. <laughs> I can't give it to you. So Dude, that made me so. Lo- that made me laugh so much. I'm so pure headlines. Every so. that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm into it. I um because the guys they went to space, right? Yeah. So you I mean you really can only like how far, how much farther can you go? They kind of they do have to take a step back. I do need to watch these movies eventually. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. They're fun. Yeah. But I got a kick out of it. How could you not? I mean, again, <laughs> right? it's like I so I think I think now I feel like I understood like the um kind of roll of the eyes when the fast movies started coming out in the beginning. You're like cool, like street racing, big whoop. We've seen Torque. another hackers We've type seen... of movie, and that's outside yeah. group. Yeah, it's yeah. Same, in that same flavor. But now they're just like so extravagant. They're basically a, it's like a new superhero franchise, and you're just like, okay, this is what movies are. I'll take it because <laughs> yeah. we, we can have this and we can also have 12 angry men. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, why can't we have both holdovers can exist with fast X? Exactly. It's good. I, I, I support, I support you watching these movies, even though Thank you didn't you. need my support in the first place. No, I appreciate it. I wanted it. And I love Vin Diesel. He's just such a, I love that he's become like a larger, he's made himself into like a larger than life, like person right if you haven't everybody go watch his uh facebook videos of him dancing to beyonce speaking of beyonce and vin diesel is incredible there's a youtube video of him flirting i think she's like an italian like kind of like an it (laughs) you know what i'm talking about no just i pictured vin diesel flirting like kind of like an access hollywood type thing um and he can't stop like they're interviewing about a movie but he can't help himself and he's like, you're so beautiful. Like, yeah. I like, you're so gorgeous. Like, how, like, I don't even know how to talk to you right now. Does he call like, it, like, Mamacita at one point or maybe, something? Maybe, but I'm just... also, and I looked, and he was married during this time. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. and I'm just like, this is, That's disappointing. This is going out. Um, So that, that yeah, just, uh, just some, some good Vin Diesel canon right there. Love him. 
Okay, so I want to stay in this fast family. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I watched a movie recently, which I've never seen, directed by a man who I feel gets kind of lambasted. I th- and I think sometimes unfairly. That is Michael Bay. I watched Armageddon. Mm. I hated this movie. I really hated this movie, like a lot. I, I went in just like cool a disaster movie is 1998 the height of like disaster movies were coming back you had this you had godzilla you had uh what was the other one that came out this year deep impact yeah right so i was pumped you got you got ben affleck you got bruce willis Liv tyler on the cover steve buscemi steve buscemi right what could go wrong what could go wrong billy bob thornton is in this movie who's actually very good no, this movie did not work for me. I truly hated it. And and I'm not saying that because I'm like, oh, it's Michael Bay. Everything was explosions and blah, blah, blah. No, that partially is it. But uh, man, so the movie is about a meteor headed yeah. the size of Texas heading to Earth, right? And Billy Bob Thorne calls it, uh, I think he calls it an like an earth killer or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something, something crazy. What is it? Yeah. Like yeah. A complete kill. I don't know. He had some, some, some phrase, which I was like, that's pretty good. And for whatever reason, they need the best deep, like earth core driller. Yeah. To, to drill a hole into this, into this asteroid and place a bomb into it. Right. That's what they needed. Yeah. So instead of training astronauts, to drill a hole they instead get oil drillers and train them to be astronauts anyway so so far i'm just like what are we what's happening yeah bruce willis is the guy they find him they hire him yeah under his tutelage is ben affleck's character who's kind of like the up-and-coming oil driller who Liv tyler (laughs) who is bruce Bruce willis's daughter is in love with yeah and i just want to start off with those two because they definitely delve into these romantic scenes you know, to heighten the tension of the movie, Liv Tyler's in love with Ben Affleck's character, who's basically going on this suicide mission, right? So you need to yeah. feel some some type of way. Also, her dad is going there as well, which should, I feel like, should be enough for the tension, but they also include this love story. Anyway, there's this scene where they're about to leave Ben Affleck's character, and they're, like, laying in this, like, beautiful field of grass and they're like he's expressing how much he loves her I don't close yes i also want to get to that he does it through animal crackers and he's like he has this like weird <laughs> fake australian accent and he yeah. like he's like basically caressing her with these animal crackers <laughs> he ends up putting one underneath her underwear waistband and he's narrating it like it's yes, a nature documentary like, like he's steve Irwin, and i'm like this yeah. fucking sucks this is so <laughs> stupid i hate this and then like you said there is there is aerosmith just blaring throughout the entire movie i her really father w- huh her, her father, father who singing a love song while she's getting also freaking- might i add that freaking aerosmith when she was, she, they based there was a music video with Liv Tyler basically being sexualized in an Aerosmith video. It's very, very. It's all. It all feels very strange. And this is playing while basically while she's being you know caressed sexually. Yes. Anyway, I really did want to like this movie. 
I don't know why. I mean, you know, when you're like watching a movie and you're just like maybe in a bad mood. Like, I think if I watched this movie in the summer or something, I would have like been more into it. But it was truly garbage. And I say that knowing that I, I appreciate Michael Bay for what he does. I'm not like I'm not trying to like disparage the guy. Yeah. You know, this is the guy that did Pearl Harbor. You know, so you could see like the and I feel like that movie is like scarred by the the needless romantic scenes. And I feel like this movie is scarred by that. Like there is no need. Like I think this movie would be so much better without the dumb, the dumb romance. Anyway, I'm sorry. Also, it has one of the worst title sequences I've ever seen. And I know it's 1998 and the CGI is like pretty bad. And like, yeah. Or I mean, I guess not bad. Like, like it was actually amazing for its time, but it just looks so bad, and it feels so reliant on that. Yeah, I don't know. You've seen this movie, I'm assuming. I have. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I. I <laughs> this is one of my. You're gonna st- stamp your foot. <laughs> only in in fun. This is like one of my guilty pleasure favorites. But that's the thing, though, because you and I did Con Air. I loved Con yeah. Air. Like it's I don't a, know. Yeah, it's a Con Air ballpark one for me. Connor's better. Connor's way better. And it is a Jerry yeah, Bruckheimer sure. movie. Like just knowing that he's involved, you know what kind of movie it's going to be. Right. But like I loved I loved Connor. I thought that was like that was probably one of the most fun experiences I had watching a movie so and getting to talk about it with you. But yeah, for some reason, like this movie, like just fucking grinded my gears. Like I really <laughs> in my I really wanted the meteor to hit Earth. I was like spraying. I was like, yeah. please fail. Please fail. I'm sorry for for going on about this. I just I couldn't. No, I love it. I couldn't stand this movie. It bothered me. Huh. No, anyway. I can see that. <laughs> I feel like this is one that if I didn't have like, because this is one I loved when I was a kid. Like, when did this come out? Ninety eight, I Nin- think. Yeah, is that right. You were seven. Seven, eight. Yeah. I loved it, and I just thought, uh, I don't know. So it's it's just stuck with me that way. I respect it. I, I also like the globe trotting uh disaster aspect like when they're showing the world prepare for the, the asteroid to hit and it's just like all these people <laughs> see that made me roll so, my eyes so hard i was so like jesus exactly. christ like you see all the people outside like like the mosque or whatever and they're like yes. praying and then like and then you cut to like some like good corn fed americans i'm like go fuck yourself i'm sorry it was just I, so 90s like it was so 90s it was like yes. so like it was so like like nostalgic. uber patriotic and we're just like I'm just like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. This was also written by J.J. Abrams, which makes it a really interesting movie. Dude, have you seen the writers on this movie? Look at this. So J.J. Abrams, you just mentioned. There's somebody else. Sorry. Uh, Tony Gilroy wrote for this movie. Uh, Yeah, no Um, way. Actually, I feel like there was more. Yeah, I thought there was more. He also did Michael Clayton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode one, baby. Uh, Shane Salerno, who also did Avatar, Way of Water. Crazy. And Jonathan Hensley, who did Jumanji and The Rock. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm sorry. Cool. I'm sorry. Well, I'm glad you watched it. <laughs> me too. Also, that is like a Keystone movie for me. Sorry. Okay, so Please. going back to 12 Angry Men, 97 minutes, yeah. right? Perfect. This movie is 151 minutes wow unnecessary yeah that's crazy you gotta cut 20 minutes off this gotta trim the fat a little bit a little bit i thought it'd be like two hours max in my memory i haven't watched it in a in a minute i would like to i I would like to hear your thoughts we should do an episode on it Mm. (laughs) 
I'd rather do a different. I'd rather do like The Rock or like Bad Boys. The Rock would be cool. Did you know The Rock? I think Angelo told me this. The Rock was originally. It's like a secret James Bond movie. That's right. Yeah, I've heard that. It's like a. That's what is written as. Isn't that what like Die Hard Two? What is it called? Is it not Black Script? Like where they just buy a script mm. and they retinker it? Or black? No, not the blacklist. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Blacklist is when it's like a good script that hasn't gotten made. I think. Isn't that what it was though? I thought, or I could be wrong. Possibly. Who who knows? We need Angelo on this. Anywho. Well, cool, man. This was really fun. You've been super busy. Everybody's been busy with Christmas and stuff, but you especially. I know we're just there's a ton going on. Speaking of that, sorry. Yeah, no, please. So what I wanted to do and I haven't done so far in the new year was I wanted to make because you can make lists on Letterbox, and I wanted to make lists of all the USPS paraphernalia I see in movies, like whether it's like a mail oh. truck, a mailman, a little yeah. USPS blue box. And I've <laughs> seen a couple, but I have been very bad. <laughs> I've, I can't I, I clock them, but I don't I don't make. So maybe I'll maybe that'll be my uh, my fit, my my. Uh, new year's resolution from like that's February on. follow that follow ian on letterbox ian lock i'm f is for movies i think you are f is for movies that is correct yeah and i've actually been making a lot of lists lately that would be fun if anybody has input on those Ooh, i like this iconic name yells that's really good yeah that's a fun one so if you have ideas that i, I haven't done because i'm sure i'm missing a lot of great ones i think the best list on here is the wikipedia article movies i think that's so funny that's that good. one's good. I feel like it got overrun by uh, because like corporate biopic became a term. That was it. That right. Was, that was around the year that time. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I was going for. But then I feel like corporate biopics a better. Mine's a little broader than that. Yeah. Because like I do because like social networks, not a corporate biopic, but it's definitely a Wikipedia article movie. Yeah. Right. Do you want would you like if I see stuff in movies with USPS? Oh, that would be awesome. Just tag, send, it, just let send me. it your way. That's fun okay well yeah this was awesome glad we were able to get you on maybe in the future when i know you're busy a lot there's it's a bigger time commitment for the full episodes but maybe we can start doing these kind of like quicker hour-long episodes more often i love chatting with you so yeah we can just talk about what we've been watching it's not like we have to like dig into a specific movie i would love that yeah because this was very fun yeah it's a joy i love the apps more josh <laughs> we'll get josh on Let's get the whole white crew on. Let's get all. Let's get, let's get every sibling on. That would be actually a dream come true to listen to. We're also getting uh, Sunflower Pop Shop, our resident artist. Also, my wife will be coming on. I think this week is the plan. We'll see if we're able to get an episode recorded that we're happy with. We support nepotism. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is. Anybody could message me. If you listen to the show and want to come on, you can message me and I'll, you can come on and talk. Easy. I would be happy to. Truly, Truly the easiest invite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is nepotism, but it's also open to everybody. Yeah. Um, We're all nepo babies. Guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. If somebody came up, if, if I had a family member making movies and they're like, want to be in my movie, I'm like, yeah. Oh, easy. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so fun stuff happening and I'm um, grateful we got you on. 2024, exciting. Very excited for this year. Yes. Great things happening for Log It. We're going to be doing more fun stuff. That'd be a fun future movie or a future episode. What we're looking forward to movie wise. Twenty twenty four. Yes, that'd, that'd be, be really cool too. Yeah. Maybe we can do that as a quickie, but uh, cool. 
Well, this will probably be its own little thing. So look out for our next episode with Becca or it just came out and go check out that episode with Becca that just came out. Just listen to all of them. Listen to every episode. Yeah, amen. Cool. All right. All right. Well, everybody, should we say go watch movies? Hey, watch. go log a movie. I don't know. What do we... Go log it. <laughs> go log it. Go log it. Cool. <laughs>